Dave Moore on Today FM podcast. The voice note in already for you, Hector. Have a listen to this. It's from Greg. Uh, Hector by Anva. Mass Moore, Dave Moore, Passea. He's good. Greg on Shunair on Dangany Hoosh. See, I don't even understand Dave half of that. Dave on Shunair, Dave the Cobbler in Dingle. Cobbler Dave on Shunair, he dangle on Kush. Wow. Christ almighty. I hope in future years and when my lads are, are older, they are older, they're 18 mm. and 19, but we have cobblers in the world. And yeah. we have people that give us things and make things and fix things. Physical things. Physical things and use their hands and you, you know what I mean? Not but, like people like me and you, Hector, who make these like things called TV shows and <laughs> podcasts and radio shows that just disappear into the ether and we yeah. see what happens. But come here, the new TV show, RTG Cahar, it's on tonight. It's on tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Thursday nights for the next seven weeks, seven hours of a journey through a world of Southeast Asia, 750 million people. We start off in the Philippines, thousands of islands in a place called Metro Manila, eight cities that make up Metro Manila, 19 million people. 19 million people. Hang on a sec, because the thing about this that you learn on the show is that the population density in that part of the world is so incredible. Like, 19 million people living in not a very large space. That's yeah, what's crazy. It's made up of many, many cities mm. that have become this metro Manila uh, to arrive into it. I mean, we flew Dubai and then flew to Dubai eight hours, then 10 hours to Manila. And when you land in Manila, there was a bit of a typhoon when we landed. And the intrepidation, the excitement that we're back in a place we haven't been in 20 years. Uh, millions and millions of people. And, and, and the thing is, we are, there are tens of thousands of Filipinos in Ireland. Yes. Why? Because they've great hearts. They're caring people. They're loving people. They're helping people. And there's a cross. Con- there's a there's a lot going on there on the other side of the planet, Filipino and Ireland, and the relationship there. And we go deep into that. You do. Well, we meet a lady. I met a lady two years ago from Sally Noggin. Yes. Who came over here in 1974 as a nine-year-old. And then I told her that maybe in a year and a half time I will be in Manila. And she said, "Would you say hello to my family?" Not only that. I knocked on our door and went in. Ah, lads, listen. No, it's honestly, brilliant. the hairs in the back of my neck, because like, he, he'd already met a few of the family members. They went and did an event, which you'll see in the thing. They did a little exercise, whatever, they did a thing. Then he went back to the house, and you walked in, and you were so flabbergasted. Well, nearly tears, actually. Like, honestly, yeah, nearly yeah, tears. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah, the same watching. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is like actually so emotional. And you realise, though, as you said, the tens of thousands of Filipinos and Filipinas who are here in Ireland, the connection... That yes. they have yes. with their relations yes. at home is so strong. And that's a connection that we have deep in our DNA. Yeah. Because you know what it feels like to knock on a door that you haven't been at home in Ireland for a mm. long, long time. And you finally get home after a flight from all over the world. And you get the train or the bus and then you knock on your own door. And that is the that's very same like. feeling in the Philippines. Yeah. Well, I'll tell people. you, Hector brings his enthusiasm. He brings his Irish export of joy to the people in the Philippines it's all going so well until he decides to sing at a wedding have a listen to this Uh, ladies and gentlemen all the way from Ireland we are happy to play boys old for me today from my country to you on your special day for you Mauban and for all the couples this is boys old (laughs) words don't come easily because I love you. Oh, I tell you what, it's something else. You have some voice on you there as well. well. I started off well, but then I really butchered it. <laughs> you have no idea of the words. No, but you really have to butcher it, don't you? <laughs> you have to get deep into that raw mate. You do. That's what Ronan uh, is famous for. But can we t- talk us through? The, we, we're not going to see the, the rest of the journey for the next until we watch the next you know series of Thursdays. But your your journey takes you out to Papua New Guinea. 
Yeah, we, we go through the Philippines and then down deep into Malaysia, down into the world of Singapore, across the, the sea into Kuala Lumpur, Jakarta, Indonesia. Indonesia is a fifth of the world's equator. 17,500 islands. Not just Bali. 17,500 islands. That's insane. And then we push off for another four hours into the world, the final frontier. A place where David Attenborough has done five specials. A place where insects and birds are found in no other place on the planet. The amazing, remote Papua New Guinea. Mm. And uh, we landed in Papua New Guinea with the most amazing eight days there. That Just to be there, to be making a TV show there. There are no other tourists. The only white men that go there, unfortunately, are the white men that takes the mining, the mining gold. Yeah. The tungsten, the copper, the mahogany, the timbers, the fish. And at the start of each show, Dave, we try and give you a little geopolitical vibe of I've what's happening. That, yeah. What's happening? Get mm. a lie, a lay, a lie, uh, the lie of the land, as we say. But Papua New Guinea was unbelievable. What a beautiful people. And when I shook their hand and I told them where I'm from, the first thing that came into their head was rugby because they knew we were number one. They know Johnny Sexton. They know all our players. Rugby is God in Papua New Guinea. In every shop, in every bar, in every pub, in every restaurant, wherever we were, there were rugby. It's rugby. The best players in Papua New Guinea go to the NRL in Australia. Australia, And I got access all areas at a Super League Papua New Guinea rugby match between a Highland team from the mountains, a tribal team, playing a coastal team. There's only two places to live in Papua New Guinea. Deep in the jungles that you can't get to by car. Or then down on the coast. Right. One capital city, which is Port Moresby, which has got about 30,000 people. And after that, it is deep, jungle, deep, dark jungle. I thought I saw it all in, in Africa. Mm. Even when I got to the Amazon, I was 15,500 miles away from my door in Clare Galway. And I was in Papua New Guinea in a world that Google will tell you, you shouldn't go there. Yeah. Hostage, kidnapping, yeah, all, all the stuff. stuff. Yeah. We discussed it on the podcast. And then I started going, what are we doing? Why, why are we doing this? But when we got there and we met a man from the Highlands, Sam Moko, and he opened the door of the Jeep and he said, welcome to Papua New Guinea. All and right. And that's it, man. After Done. that, we're in. Amazing. Roscoe loads the gear. We get the bags <laughs> in. And away we go. Oh, lads, the show is unreal. I've only seen the one episode. It's once on Thursday and it deals with Manila. But then Singapore somewhere that's really dear to your heart as well. I know that. Well, much. it's a futuristic city, Dave. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this. It's Singapore, a trillion dollar sovereign fund. It's a five million people the size of County Loud. It's skyscrapers and hotels that you've never saw. The so every local. single person that lives in the island of Ireland, jam them into County Loud. And that's, that's Singapore, Singapore. But 56 kilometres long. Oh and they're buying sand off Cambodia and Vietnam because they need to make more land. Singapore has it all going on. There's no unemployment. Wow. There's no homelessness. They have 10,000 cars they scrap every year. You're not allowed to buy a driving licence. It's super, super. If you have a Fitbit, they give you extra money at the end of the month. If you have a fifth child, you have a $25,000 bonus. It is the future. But we go on into the underbelly of it because there I said there has to be a different slice. Slice. I found the only heavy metal record shop in Singapore. Because I said this it can't all be plastic yeah, and clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we found um, I, I was with a metal band and I was with the owner who's a, who's the guitarist and lead singer in the metal band, went to his shop. He's been running a heavy metal record store, rock store for thirty years. Great story. All the death metal bands were banned coming into Singapore because they don't want any of this blood okay, and darkness. They don't want bad lyrics. They don't want blood. They don't want vampires. They don't want anything. They don't want anything. They think that's bad. So over the years, he's brought in death metal bands and the way they've, they've hoodwinked the Ministry of Foreign Affairs yeah. is they say, okay, you have a band coming in called whatever Napalm Death sure. Death Stalker uh, Blood Monkey Cannibal whatever, Corpse Cannibal yeah, Corpse yeah. and uh, he, he, he would say okay here's the band coming in they're coming in for two nights then they would say send us the lyrics 
So what he did over the years was he would go to the go on the internet, cut and paste the Backstreet Boys lyrics. Outstanding. Outstanding. And send it to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. You are my fire. And then... Listen, alternative slice of Singapore. You'll get it on TG Car. Absolutely brilliant. I've no doubt. Right, Hector's going to stick with us. We're going to embarrass Cottle as well, who's... Uh, my brother, where's my brother? He might be feeling a little bit over Al Hector. We'll do that. Oh, Minogue's just been in getting more hugs off Hector. More ah, hugs off Hector. Here's some of the texts that are coming in, Cottle, right? Carl must be having a meltdown that Hector is in. Is he wearing a check shirt for the occasion? No, says no, Natalie he's from Scaries. Same color T-shirt as me. It's yeah, he is. The two of them got the navy. Did you know he was going to wear a navy T-shirt in? Because well, that's why I wore pants today. Because I said Hector wouldn't like the old shorts. So yeah, trying to... He's got the old school ROMs from 1982. Yeah. This fella knows. He's it's like be back in Navin and Pats and first year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking I, I... of being in first year in Pats and Navin and your your mate Tommy Tiernan. Yes, Tommy, Hector, Larita, podcast. I can back. reveal I revealed it to a lad who was firing kegs into, uh, kegs into P-Max oh uh, yeah around the corner of the pub Hector here in Dublin Hector back 1am Greenwich Mean Time next Thursday hear that sounds really cool <laughs> it does it's sound like really good it's the release of an album 1am <laughs> Greenwich Mean Time what's that it's back next Thursday we are back on Thursday the 14th with a brand new podcast and uh, we can't wait we're, we're, we've been recording for the last couple of weeks we're like a load of kids in senior infants it's just madness <laughs> that is the best thing <laughs> about that podcast is exactly what it's like is a load of kids I came in the door today and the first man to greet me was my brother and he hugged me but he hugged me a little bit longer than anyone else he was Sorry. Like, man hug is nice but it went on and I, do you know what it was actually really nice did you like yeah, it and I'll uh, hug you again before I go yeah that'll be our third and he hug said, today what do, you, what do you think of the earring what See, that's the, thing. <laughs> the, the earring was part of this whole genesis this whole yeah. evolution of Cahill yes was to, was to you know he, he didn't look he's not copying you yes. but he's using you as an inspiration okay. well, give us a look at the earring again Cahill yeah, nice, nice. Don't be afraid to go a little bit more, a little bit, a uh, little bit more uh, hot as flowersy. Yeah, you had, bit, you had a gold one. I had a gold, yeah, I, my Iron Islands. You're trying to get a little bit of Iron Islands going on there. Get yeah. a bit chunkier. It's a little bit thin. And what yeah. aftershave are you wearing today? Oh, just the links. Just a bit of links. Jeez, as well. we'll have to sort that out. <laughs> hell. Come here. I'll get you a bottle of D squared. <laughs> we are. Hector, we're going to do a quick fire round, right? Five questions. Don't think, just answer the questions. Number one. What would you like to be definitively known as the best in the world at? Table tennis. Wow. <laughs> I, I went to a table tennis academy in Singapore when yeah. I went in. I saw these seven and eight-year-old kids. I mean, badminton and table tennis. It's so huge. Oh, my God. You want to see these kids. The coach, the coach, there were two coaches on one side of a table and this 10-year-old girl in Singapore and they were both firing balls to her and she's smashing every one of them. Get them, get them, get them. Left hand, right hand. Get them, get them. Oh, incredible. Table wow. tennis. Okay, table, table tennis. tennis. Who's the most famous person in your phone? One of the Marleys. Bob Marley's son. One of the Mar- Ziggy or one of Rohan, the Rohan, Rohan, Rohan Marley. Rohan yeah, Marley. Yeah. That's oh, boy George. Boy George. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, that's one of the best answers we've had. I've been talking to them boys a few bits. I, okay. I can't reveal much. I have communication with both of these. The Marleys, the Marley family. Amazing. Think back to when you were in school, right? Go back even before first year. Go back to second class. Your national school. You, it's a little break. You open up the lunchbox. What's inside? Oh, a sandwich bread. A piece of bread with sandwich <laughs> bread. Which all, I, I'm going to say this. I hope nobody's having a breakfast. It looked like puke. It did. It, it looked like puke. It was sandwich bread. You just. It was just bits of carrot <laughs> with a bit of scaldy mayonnaise and sandwich bread. Sandwich bread and corned beef. Oh my god. Who would you like beside you in a zombie apocalypse? You've travelled the world. To fight? No, well, just to look, whatever. Like you've got a with choice to save myself. Person. It's up to you. Like a t- company. Protection. 
I'll have Roscoe, my brother. Roscoe, your brother. Any man that can film on SAS Who Dares Wins. He's now hanging off a thing on a tightrope thing for BBC in, a, in, a, in Austria in the mountains. Roscoe, a.k.a. Russell Callan. He's a hardy book and he's my wingman. There you he's go. been there with me for 23 years. Amazing. The final question that I ask everybody this because I don't. Do you wash your legs in the shower? Oh, I did it this morning. I lathered them. You, you do the, lather them up, do you? Yeah, I do. And I, I love cleaning my toes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. Thursday nights in TG Carr. Oh, that sounds oh, wrong. <laughs> <Sullivan's>. <laughs> do not miss it. Dave Moore on Today FM podcast.